Merry Christmas. Fritzberger and bloodandfaith.com. I have, uh, we're going to talk about the Virgin Mary today. The Virgin Mary. Not Mary. No, no, no. We're not going to talk about Mary. We're going to talk about the Virgin Mary. Mary had no physical relationship with a man in order to get pregnant with Jesus Christ. She's the Virgin Mary. Very important to emphasize that. I think the church has receded into a cultural and historical falsity regarding Jesus Christ and who Jesus Christ is. All the world acknowledges that Jesus Christ lived. All the world acknowledges that Jesus Christ was here. All the world acknowledges that there was a man named Jesus Christ that walked the earth 2,000 years ago. Nobody disputes that. Nobody denies that. The historical records for the existence of Jesus Christ are greater than that for Julius Caesar. The historical references for who Jesus Christ is and the exact accounting of his life are greater than most men in history. There's not a secular, Muslim, atheistic, Hindu scholar on the planet who denies the existence of a man named Jesus Christ. And the church folds right into that. Church folds right in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ was here. Welcome, podcast members, by the way. Podbean.com. FritzReport.podbean.com. You can also see me at bloodandfaith.com. Nobody denies the existence of Jesus Christ. And the church has said, you know what? We're going to position ourselves so that we're acceptable to the world, and we're going to talk about Jesus, this Jesus, this Jesus. Jesus who loved the babies. He kissed the babies. He forgave sinners. He did little miracles. He, somebody came up, rose from the dead. I don't know if the church preaches that anymore. I don't know. I was, I was out getting my... Uh, teeth clean the other day. You ever talk to, you ever sit in a dentist chair and you're laid back, they got, you know, four tubes in your mouth and steel utensils in your mouth and they start asking you questions? <laughs> she says, well, where do you go to church? I said, I don't go to church. I said, I don't go to church. I have a home church. I do home church every Sunday morning with my family, whoever's there. Well, what do you do about communion? I said, we have communion. We break out the bread. We break out the wine. We read the scriptures. We talk about it. We pray. And then we take the body and bread of Jesus Christ. What I'm trying to say is the church is very comfortable preaching a Jesus that the world is comfortable with. Very comfortable preaching a Jesus Christ that the world is comfortable with. Oh, he was a great moral leader. In fact, I talked to a friend of mine. This was maybe two, three years ago, uh, worked with him. A good guy. I, I, like, I liked the guy. And, uh, you know, he read and he, was, he looked at some of my content, what I produce here at bloodandfaith.com. And he came back to me. He says, Fritz, he says, I've read Buddha. I've read the Hindus. I've read this and that. And I've read all kinds of philosophers and morality. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about some strange God. You're talking about some strange things. I don't even know what you're talking about. The, the, it seems so foreign to what I've understood about 
Jesus Christ. And I guess that's my point. The church is very comfortable talking about a Jesus Christ that the world is comfortable talking about. Jesus the healer, Jesus the forgiver, Jesus that... So the story goes, rose from the dead. He did rise from the dead. Not so the story goes. He, rose, he physically rose from the dead. He phys and, he, and, he, and he raised up Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus, come forth! He's the master over death. He's the master over death and hell. And the church has chosen to preach him and represent him as somebody that the world can relate to and that the world likes. And that, I despise that. I hate that. I hate a Jesus that the world loves. I hate the representation of a Jesus that is acceptable to the world. I hate that. It's disgusting. It's foul. It's like rotten meat. Spit it out of your mouth. So when they come along, they talk about, oh, it's Christmas and Mary had a baby. I saw a sign going down the highway the other day. And it broke my heart. It was, this is probably a year ago. It wasn't this Christmas season. And it said, Mary was an unwed mother too. And, and now, even now, it, it breaks my heart. It makes me want to weep. It makes me want to weep. The church tries to make Jesus Christ acceptable to the world. Oh, Mary had a little bastard boy too. Mary had a bastard boy. She was a young woman sleeping around. She had a little bastard boy. That's what the, that's what the billboard said. Oh, well, we love Mary then. I guess we love Mary because I got my little bastard running around too. Not sure who the daddy is. Big old billboard out there. Mary's got a little bastard boy. Don't know who the daddy is. And the church tries to pawn that off as good and godly. Bible says that Mary was a virgin. She had known no man. Known no man. Never had any sexual congress with a man. Some people say she was 14, 15 years old. I don't know how old she was. I mean, why wait? Why wait back then? You don't, you don't know if you're going to live to be 80 or 75 or 40. You're of age. You marry a man that's got some, got a business going on. He's got a life that he can support you. 14-year-old boys can't support you. They're still living with their mommy, learning to trade from their daddy. Joseph was older. Joseph was a carpenter. Joseph had it going on. He had a trade. He had a skill. He could support his family. He had a good little business going on. Married a, a younger gal. Was engaged to marry a younger gal. Mary. Angel of the Lord shows up. Talks to Mary. He says, hey, Mary, you're going to have a kid. You're going to have a boy. He'll be known as the son of the most high God. And Mary says, my Lord, how, how can that be? I've never been with a man. I've never known a man. I'm a virgin. I can't have a baby. And the angel says, no. But the power of the Most High will come upon you. 
and he will conceive, and his name will be Emmanuel, God with us. You will have a child. His father will be God Almighty. And Jesus Christ is the only begotten of the Father. He's the only begotten of the Father. He may have a adopted sons into his kingdom, but Jesus Christ is the only begotten into the Father, and he was born of a virgin woman. Born of a virgin woman. Born of a virgin. Never had sexual congress with a man until after Jesus Christ was born. Mary had the faith of Abraham. Mary knows how babies are made. It, more so than we do in modern Western America 2023. I, I swear, these young women, they, you got no idea where baby comes from. But Mary, she grew up, let's just call it a, a rural agricultural community. Shall we say that? There ain't no veterinarians to fix your little doggy or your kitten or your cows. There ain't no artificial insemination. It's all around you, man. How, how do the, what, what, what's the birds? You don't got to go to a class on the birds and the bees. Oh, there goes that dog down there. He's on top of that other dog over there. Look at that. There's that bull. He's taking care of those, those cows over there. It, there was no, it was everyday, everyday life. Everyday life on how you got pregnant. The male mates with the female, physically comes together and injects her and fills her with the seed. It's everyday life. You didn't have to go to a class. You didn't have to see a video. You didn't need to separate the boys and the girls out in seventh or eighth grade and said, okay, we're going to have a sex ed class. No. <laughs> it was everywhere all the time. You didn't have to take Mary apart and say, okay, this is what happens. This is how you know. She knew. I mean, you know from the time you're old enough to observe the world how a female gets pregnant. Mary knew exactly how a female gets pregnant. And she said, I ain't had no man. I ain't had no man. There's no way I can be pregnant. I, there's, this, this is clear. It's, it, it's, more, it's more clear than two plus two equals four or the ABCs or whatever. Aramaic, I guess they spoke. And Mary says to the angel, he says, let it be as my Lord has said. Let it be as my Lord has said. Now that's faith. That's the faith of Abraham. I would remind you that Sarai, who was the half-sister of Abram, who was the wife of Abram. Oh, I can't believe you would say that. Man, guys, you got to read the Bible. It's really quite interesting. Sarai's, I don't know, 90 years old. Abraham's 100. Jesus Christ comes up and he says, Abram, your wife Sarah, she's going to have a kid by you, by you, by you, by you, Abram. You're going to be the daddy of Sarai's kid. Sarai overhears the Lord Jesus Christ saying this to Abram. She laughs. She says, oh, come on. Am I going to experience any kind of pleasure with that old guy? <laughs> he says, <"There's> <laughs> time's done past, honey.
Yet when the virgin is told that you're going to be pregnant without a man, Mary believed when Sarai doubted. I'm telling you, Mary's right up there with Abram as far as the faith of Abram. Mary humbled herself before the messenger of God and says, let it be as my Lord has said. Let it be as my Lord has said, and I will bear this child without a man. And oh, you can bet that the people were talking. She was probably on a, on a billboard by the side of the road, just like we see here, you know, last Christmas time. Mary was an un unwed mother. Tails a wagon. You know what the Jews said about Jesus Christ? He's a bastard born of fornication. By that they blasphemed the Holy Spirit. By that they blasphemed the Holy Ghost. The Jews blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Saying that Jesus Christ was not born of the Holy Spirit, but of fornication. He's just a little bastard boy. Some Roman soldier. I'm curious. Well, David was a white man. I'm not saying he was born of Japheth. I'm saying he had ruddy skin and he had beautiful eyes. Jesus Christ is the son of David in that respect. Mary is the offspring of David. What did Mary look like? Bible just gives a physical description of David. It said he was a very handsome man, very handsome. And he had ruddy skin. What's ruddy skin? Skin that turns red. Skin that turns skin that blushes, skin that turns pink. Black folk don't have that. Dark-skinned folk don't have that. Ain't nothing wrong with their skin. It's just Bible describes the skin of David. He's ruddy. And it said he had beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes. What kind of eyes are beautiful? Oh, everybody, God made God love everybody's be oh, come on. Why does it say he has different eyes then? He's, he distinguishes his eyes from everybody else. He said, hey, man, this dude, he, he had beautiful eyes. What makes him beautiful? Your color, the color of your eyes. The color of your eyes. Not the shape of them, the color of your eyes. He had beautiful eyes. David had beautiful eyes. Mary was the daughter of David. On the female side, she provides the egg and part of the DNA of Jesus Christ. On the father's side, it's all from God the Father. Mary had faith where Sarah did not. Mary submitted to God Almighty and to her husband, Joseph, when Eve did not. Eve's a fascinating woman. You can only imagine how beautiful she was. Adam was out there doing his work. Adam knew not to hang out with the serpent. He knew. He's like, Psh, go away. He didn't even bother with the serpent. But somehow Eve was fascinated with the serpent. Why was Eve fascinated with the incarnation of the devil? So instead of being by Adam's side and listening to Adam and helping Adam, she was out there getting to know this the incarnation of the devil, the serpent. Bible makes it very short. Oh, one day the, the, the serpent said to Eve, no, they, 
had already gotten to know each other to some extent. I'm not saying physically. I'm not saying that. I don't see that as the case. And someday we'll get into Cain and the genesis of Cain and the intensity of Cain. And Cain is a liar and a murderer like his father, like another group of people that were liars and murderers from the beginning. And the devil whispers to Eve, says to Eve out loud. He said, wow, look at this tree. This is great. This is a great tree. It's, it's the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why don't you take some, Eve? He said, no, no, I can't do that. I, the day I eat of it, surely I will die. Satan begins lying. He says, you surely shall not die. For the day you eat of it, you shall be wise. You shall open up your eyes and be wise and have the wisdom of God. Satan offered Eve independence from God, independence from Adam. Satan didn't say, bow down and worship me. He said, listen, you don't got to worship me. You don't have to worship God. You don't have to listen to Adam. You can be, you can be as wise as God to go your own way. Eve said, yeah, I kind of like that. Her duty was to listen to her husband. By the way, there's no record in the Bible of, of, of God Almighty coming to Eve and telling Eve directly, don't eat of that tree. It came through Adam. It came through the prophet. It came through the son of God, Adam. Eve's job was to listen to her husband. But she didn't. She said, no, I'm going to go my own way, do my own thing. I wonder where that spirit comes from. Oh, you're not the boss of me. Eve took and ate, shared it with Adam. Sin is the result. Jesus Christ calls him the Lord. God comes down and speaks to Adam and Eve and the serpent in the garden. Let it be known to you that that was Jesus Christ in person, pre-incarnation. Jesus Christ, pre-incarnation, spoke with Adam and Eve and the serpent in the garden. When the Lord God walked in the cool of the day, that was Jesus Christ. No man has seen the Father. Jesus Christ made this clear on multiple occasions. No man has ever seen the Father. No man has seen the Father. No man has seen the Father, well, who, except for the only begotten Son of God. So who did they see? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things came into being through the Word of God. Who was that Word of God? And the Word walked among us. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ spoke with Adam and Eve in a serpent. And he looks at he looks at Eve. First, he goes to Adam, because Adam's in charge. Adam is the head. Eve is not. Nor is the devil. Adam's the head. Adam has authority over Eve. Eve rejected that authority. She disobeyed Adam, and by extension, she disobeyed Jesus Christ. Adam was the prophet for Eve. Adam was the head of Eve. Adam told Eve, don't touch that tree, lest you die. Jesus Christ didn't tell her that. God didn't tell her that. But God expected her to listen to what Adam had to say. He said, you're going to listen to what your man has to say. You better listen to him. Don't you think that you're something special that I got to come out of the woodwork and tell you directly, otherwise you don't have to obey. No, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. 
I've given you this man. He's your head. You will listen to him. And she rebelled. Said, I don't got to be you. You ain't the boss of me. You ain't the boss of me. I ain't going to listen to you. And death came into the world. Tarif. So now you have a virgin woman. Go back and read your Bible and, and look at how genealogies are written in the Bible. They're always patriarchal. There's no such thing as a matriarchal genealogy. Even if you compare the genealogy of Luke chapter 3 with Matthew chapter 1, and they are different. Some Bible scholars say, you know, one is the uh, genealogy of Mary, the other is the genealogy of Joseph. But in either case, they're patriarchal genealogies. They're patriarchal genealogies. Your ancestry is traced through the male. It's not traced through the female. <gasps> well, the Jews don't believe that. They do matriarchal descent. If your mom's a Jew, you're a Jew. Yeah, well, you know what? They're, they're the inverse of what's supposed to be. Jesus said they're the synagogue of Satan. All descendancy, all genealogy in the Bible is patriarchal. It's not matriarchal. Why? Oh, this is good. What did Mary not pass down to Jesus Christ? What did Mary not pass down to Jesus Christ? What did Mary not pass down to Jesus Christ? Sin. Mary did not pass down the nature of sin to Jesus Christ because she is a woman. The Virgin Mary, the Virgin Mary, the Virgin Mary did not pass the sin nature down to Jesus Christ. And certainly the Holy Spirit did not pass that down. The Virgin Mary, because she's a female, it is not, you do not trace ancestry through the female. You trace it through the male exclusively. Yeah, okay, except for Jesus Christ. Born of a woman. Born of one, born of a virgin woman. But she's a virgin woman and she did not pass that sin-loving nature down to Jesus Christ. Why? Because she had never become one flesh with a man. Book of Genesis talks about it. He says, I created a man and woman, and, and, and they're going to grow up, and they're going to leave the father and mother, and they're going to cleave to each other and become one flesh. They're going to become one flesh. Hello. One flesh. All right, at that point, there's sin everywhere, baby. There's all kinds of sin going on there. They become one flesh. And as we are born... When you and I were born, our mommies were not virgins. They became one flesh with the man, and from that man, that sin-loving nature is passed down. The, the original sin is passed down through the male, through the male. And when the man and the woman together, that woman gets becomes one flesh with the male. And that's where the sin nature comes in, comes through the male. A virgin woman unites with the male physically. They become one flesh. She shares that original sin with the man. It is passed down to the children because the father is the father of the children. 
But a virgin woman cannot pass on the sin nature because she's a woman. She's a woman. But when she unites with the male, she becomes one flesh with that male and the sin nature is passed down. That didn't happen with Mary, with Jesus Christ, because she was a virgin woman. She was a virgin woman. She was a virgin woman. Never had sexual congress with a male before Jesus was born. So as death came through Mary, so salvation comes through, excuse me, death comes through Eve, so salvation comes through Mary. God's smarter than the devil. God knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. And he said, well, you know what, before all this goes down, now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take out from Adam a female unit. This female unit will not be able to pass down the sin-loving nature to a child unless she becomes one with that male. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. He said, I got you, devil. I'm one step ahead of you. I'm going to extract out of Adam a female. I'm going to create a female. She's not going to be the head. We will not measure genealogy and descendancy through this female. It's only measured through the male. I'm going to extract her out. She's separate. She's different. And one of the daughters of Eve, Mary, was a virgin woman, never, had, never became one flesh with a man. And so she was able to pass down have a kid named Jesus Christ, conceived of by God Almighty and the Holy Spirit, that did not have the sin-loving nature, did not have original sin, did not have the sinful nature in him, in Jesus Christ. This is the Messiah. This is the Redeemer. This is the only begotten Son of God. This could only happen through a virgin woman. I hate it when the church waters down Jesus Christ to make him more reasonable, acceptable. Preachers, you got to do the exact opposite. If it offends the world, that's what you need to preach. If it offends the world, you need to preach it. We'll have more to say about what Jesus Christ looks like. But Jesus Christ looked different from the Jews of Judea. Oh, he was a little hook-nosed. No, no, no. David was a handsome man, a handsome youth with ruddy skin and beautiful eyes. Mary was a descendant of King David. The father of Jesus Christ was in no way, shape, or form even anything remotely related to a Jew. The father of Jesus Christ was not a Jew. He's the only begotten son of the father. The Redeemer, the Messiah of mankind comes through Mary because Mary the Virgin did not pass a sin-loving nature onto Jesus Christ. That's how important Mary is. Mary's critical. Mary's as important as Noah. Mary's as important as Abraham. Mary's as important as Eve and Adam. Not because of some great thing she did, but what she did was different than what, Adam, what, different what Eve did and different what Sarai did. Sarai laughed. <laughs> Sarai laughed. That's why his son's name was Isaac. He laughs. It means he laughs. She believed and she humbled herself and said, be it as my Lord has said. And oh, don't you, if, if, don't you think there was tongues of wagon 
when Mary, Mary gives birth to Jesus Christ, and they're looking at Jesus, and they're looking at Joseph, and they're looking at Jesus, and they're looking at Joseph, and they say, hey, you know what? <laughs> and then Joseph and Mary come together after Jesus is born, and they have a bunch of kids. The Bible talks about that, the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ and the mother Mary. <coughs> and they're looking, and they're looking, and they're going, they don't look the same. Because the father of Jesus Christ was not a, not, a, not a human being. It was God the Father. He injected his own genetic makeup into Mary via the Holy Ghost, via the Holy Spirit. Perfect DNA, perfect genetics, without flaw, without anything wrong, without any, any aberration. Perfect. I mean, Perfect. His genes were so perfect that he could live forever. And when he, when he died on the cross, he literally said, Lord, it's time. Unto thy hands I commit my spirit. Into thy hands I commit thy spirit. Into thy hands I commit my spirit. Now, he died willingly. Descends into hell. Three days later, he rises from the dead. There was no corruption in him. There was no sin in him. Death could not hold him. There was nothing to hold on to, Jesus Christ. There was no sin to hold on to. There was no corruption to hold on to. There was no original sin to hold on to. Death could not hold him. There was nothing to, there was no corruption. All the corruption that came down through Adam and Eve, gone in Jesus Christ, didn't exist in Jesus Christ. Does not exist in Jesus Christ. The corruption and death do not exist in Jesus Christ. And we're born again of the blood of Jesus Christ. We share that incorruptible nature. We share that incorruptible nature through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it is about blood. Don't everyone tell you, tell you it's not about blood. Go read Matthew 1 and Luke chapter 3. It's about blood. There's a genetic line from Jesus Christ back to God Almighty through Shem through Noah, through Abram, through Adam, traces it all the way down. It is about blood. It is about who your ancestors are. Fifth commandment, honor your ancestors. Oh, I got a lot more to say about this. I got a lot more to say about the sons of Israel. You know, Jesus Christ is the king of Israel. He'll be the king of Israel forever. The sons of Israel. I got a lot more to say about this. I'm just beginning on this. Let's see what time we got here. Oh, I've been nattering on for half an hour here. Let me see if I got anybody out there in the chat boxes. Sort of staring into the sun and it's hard to see. I still got a signal out there, so that's good. So Merry Christmas out there, all you in Internet land. All you out there on the Wild Wide Web. Let me, let me, I introduced this sermon this morning. And I talked about how the world loves a Jesus that they love and hates a Jesus that they hate. They love a Jesus that's acceptable to them. Oh, he was a nice man. And then, you know, then they murdered him and he died. 
And allegorically, you know, the Christians believe he rose from the dead. Oh, golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. Yay. And the church seems to, content, to be content with that story. I mean, they don't push it. They don't push it. I'll say one more thing about Eve and salvation. When you get born, when you make a decision to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins on that cross and physically rose from the dead, you're undoing what Eve did. When the preacher man speaking for God comes up and he says, hey, Jesus Christ is this only begotten son, a sinless man. He died on the cross as a blood atonement for your sin. And he physically rose from the dead and he commands you to repent. You have, this is your obligation. It's, it's to believe what the preacher man said. Well, what preacher man said? I, whoever's preaching the gospel, doesn't matter. Billy Graham, your pastor down on the corner. Well, he's not the boss. Yeah, that's what Eve said. Well, I can rely on my own understanding. Yeah, that's what Satan said to Eve. And you've got that knowledge of good and evil that Adam took. Remember, it wasn't just Eve that ate the seed, that ate that fruit of the knowledge of the tree. It was, it was Adam too. So you and I get that knowledge of good and evil. We, lose, we lost our innocence. We lost our innocence. Innocent lost. A certain age, it comes along, it's all of a sudden, boom, you know good and evil. How does that happen? I, you know, I don't know. Long time ago for me. All Eve had to do is submit to her husband. All Eve had to do was listen to the prophet of God. All Eve had to do was to obey Adam. And via obeying Adam, she was obeying Jesus Christ. That's all she had to do. All she had to do was believe what Adam said. I said, no, I'm not going to touch that stuff. I'm not going to touch it. But she wanted a third path. She wanted independence. She wanted to do her own thing. She wanted to make her own decision. She wanted to have the power in her mind to determine whether or not what God said is true. The sin of Eve was more than eating the apple. She made a decision that she had the power in her own mind to determine whether or not what God said was true. Well, that's just Adam. So when preacher man comes and he tells you to repent and believe in Jesus Christ, don't say, oh, that's just, that's just what the preacher says. I can figure this out. No, no, no. For the forgiveness of sins and the washing in the blood of Jesus Christ, you have to undo what Eve did. You have to submit and listen to what the man said by faith. By faith, Eve could have walked away and said, I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with my man, Adam. But she didn't. She wanted the power to make that decision and judge for herself whether or not what God said was true. When you, get, when you make a decision to believe the impossible, when you make a decision to believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, and you make a decision to believe that his blood atones for our sin, when you make a decision to believe that he rose from the dead, when you make a decision to declare that he, he is not only Lord of heaven and earth, but your Lord as well, you undo what Eve did. You undo what Eve did. You undo what Eve did. There's no other way. You're going to go back and you're going to undo what Eve did. And by faith, you will obey. 
By faith, you will believe. By faith, you will submit yourself and humble yourself. By faith, Mary believed and humbled herself and said, let it be to me as my Lord has said. A woman of great faith, a very young woman of great faith, a pure woman without guile, uncorrupted. She did not pass the sin-loving nature down to Jesus because she had no congress with a male. So when somebody says, you must be born again, well, God, if God's real, he can just come down and tell me himself. You know what? No, you will never get that, ever. You will never get that. God Almighty did not tell Eve not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He sent Adam to tell her. Adam, if Adam didn't even have to be told. He just told Eve right off. He said, you don't touch that tree. The day you touch it, you will die. You will die. Well, if God wants me to do that, he can just tell me himself. No, 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 no. You exalt yourself above the Almighty if you can't humble yourself and listen to the preacher man. Well, how do I know if he's taking Well, By faith, man. You're going to have to humble yourself. And you're going to have to undo what Eve did in your own life. Oh, we're not finished here this morning. I got more goodies for you. But if you don't mind, let us pray. God Almighty, I pray for my listeners. And if there's one out there that does not know you, I pray that they would repent of their unbelief and speak out of their mouth that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. That they would pray to you in their heart and out loud that you would forgive them of their sin and acknowledge that they are indeed sinners, that they would acknowledge that they are sinners. And they would repent of their unbelief and accept by faith that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, born of a virgin, without sin, whose blood was shed as the atonement for sin, who bodily rose from the dead and is the judge of all mankind. And they would make a decision to serve the King of Kings, especially for my white brethren. God, I pray for the resurrection of the white race, that we return to Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I promised some goodies. Call it a bonus round. The church needs to stop posturing and presenting Jesus in a way that is acceptable to the world. And we're going to do that in part two of this podcast. That's coming up. For now, Fritzberger, bloodandfaith.com, signing off. <laughs>